Did you know that your favorite band also loves your favorite hockey team? If you love hockey and you love music, you're going to love Bar Down Breakdown, a podcast that explores the crossover between alternative music and the sport we love, hockey. Every NHL player wants to be in a band, and every band guy wants to be an, 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 you know, a pro athlete. With guests from all over the globe, come along with us as we interview some of the most captivating names in alternative music and talk about why we love hockey and how it's influenced us. You know, there was a, for a few seconds, I thought, like, well, maybe we should wear Montreal jerseys. And then I was like, mm, I think you should stay neutral. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, yeah, you know what? You're probably right. So tune in every Tuesday on the Hockey Podcast Network, where we'll have a brand new guest and a unique look into the bridge between hockey and music. Welcome to New York. The Devil's State of Mind podcast, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Now here's your host, Neil Villapiano. Woo! What is going on, Devils fans? It is once again your host, Neil Villapiano, and welcome to another exciting edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network, the best place to get the most up-to-date news about your New Jersey Devils. As always, thank you guys so very much for taking some time out of your day to check this episode out. We do greatly, greatly appreciate it. Make sure to check out the Devil's State of Mind podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe to it. Also, give it a five-star rating on iTunes and just stay up to date with us so you don't miss anything going on with your New Jersey Devils. We always have exciting topics to talk about. We've had some wonderful guests on and today is certainly no exception. As today, we had our third different person coming from the country of Switzerland to join us here on the Devil's State of Mind podcast. She is a massive fan of Nico Heeshear. She actually doesn't live that far from Nico Heeshear's hometown. She has an Instagram account called at Heeshear Nation, where you can check out some really cool edits and things like that, just basically documenting Nico Heeshear's journey here in the NHL. And it was a privilege to have her on today on this edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast. We had a great conversation. She was a joy to have on. Her name is Virginie Peru. And again, thank you so much, Virginia, for coming on today to speak with us. We really, really do appreciate it. So I want you guys to sit back, relax, and enjoy this great interview with Devils fan and also huge Nico Heeshear fan, Virginia Peru, coming from Switzerland. All right, Devils fans, we have another special guest joining us here today on the Devils State of Mind podcast. I've talked to you guys before about how I don't just have people who, you know, cover the Devils or former players. I also like to have fans come on because I like to get their perspective as well. 
about the team, about certain players. And I also like to learn about a bunch of different things that I know a lot of you guys like to as well. And today we're going to be mainly focusing on Nico Heeshear. So for those of you that don't know, Nico Heeshear at the moment is still recovering from a foot injury he sustained while playing in his hometown of Switzerland. And he is trying to get back for the start of the first game of the season on January 14th. So fingers crossed, because it wouldn't be ideal for him to not be playing in the first game. But nonetheless, we have somebody on today who is a massive fan of Nico Hishir. And let me tell you this. I think a lot of people in Switzerland have become Devils fans because of Nico Hishir, at least from what I can see from afar. But we are having someone in here who also has a very big um, fan Instagram called Hishir Nation. So, you know, I'm not surprised that he already has a fan page. Somebody who's actually had the chance to meet Nico Hishir in person. It is very, very, very exciting to welcome on Virginie Peru. Virginie, welcome to the Devil's State of Mind podcast. How are you doing today? Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm good. I'm good. That's great to hear. Well, I, you know, I, first of all, thank you very much for coming on today. We do appreciate it. And the reason that I wanted to have you come on is because I think what is kind of interesting that I always like to hear about is particularly hockey players who are from other places in the world, particularly in Europe and, and places like that. And, you know, for us American fans and North American fans in general, we don't always get to really find out about the impact that those players on our team make for people who live, you know, across the Atlantic or Pacific or where, wherever people um, are. So I wanted to have you on because I wanted to talk about the impact that Nico Hishir has had over the last couple of years, considering the type of stuff that he's done. I mean, he's certainly made an impact in New Jersey. A lot of people, particularly a lot of uh, a lot of young ladies, uh, really enjoy really enjoy <laughs> Nico Hishir. I had the pleasure to meet him for all of five minutes, and I remember saying to myself. You know, I'm like three years older than this guy and I'm asking for his autograph. Like it was a very <laughs> weird, like it was a very weird scenario where I'm like, yeah, I'm really old. I'm really getting up there in age now where like I'm starting to ask. So because I remember somebody asked me, oh, would you get Jack Hughes's autograph? And I go, I mean, the dude's like 19. I, I don't you know, it's a little uncomfortable for me to ask a 19 year old who will who will definitely make way more money than I will in my entire life um, do that. But, uh, you know, let's kind of start with this. Take me back to 2017 when the Devils selected Nico Hischer with the number one overall pick in the draft. He became the first Swiss-born player to be drafted number one overall. What was the reaction from the country itself when Nico was drafted number one overall? Well, we were really proud. Um, I remember I could see his face on every newspapers, um, not only sports newspapers, really in general newspapers really? too. Yeah, it was crazy. And I, I collect them from the beginning. And uh, <laughs> um, at that moment, I wasn't really into NHL, mm -hmm. but uh, we talked a lot about him and I heard a lot of people talking about him too. It was huge, it was really huge. We have other Swiss players in the NHL, but I don't know, it, it was like uh, the golden boy, you know? Yeah. Uh, we were really proud, he was so young. And yeah, it was a first 
that's probably why actually. <laughs> that's that's really incredible because you know I look at some of the other like you mentioned. There's some other players from from Switzerland. I believe uh, Roman Yossi, who's considered to be one of the top defensemen yeah, yeah. in the NHL. You have Kevin Fiala, who, in my opinion, I've yeah. said before, is a star in the making. This kid has all the talent in the world. Uh, but then you look at Nico Hischier, and he's done a bunch of stuff that no other Swiss-born player has been able to do. And I think he's, I think at this point, and you can you can definitely speak on on your your country's behalf. But I would say that other than Jonas Hiller, who I had the pleasure of interviewing a couple couple months ago, and if you haven't seen the episode, please go check that out because it was absolutely phenomenal. Um, I would say that Nico, in many ways, has become one of the most popular hockey players to come out of Switzerland in a long time. Would I be correct in saying that? Yes, clearly, yes. Um, when he played with the Swiss team last year, uh, every fan was here for him. Uh, there were other players in the team, but everyone was here for Nico. And uh, I think he knew it <laughs> too. <laughs> it was really, uh, yeah, it was crazy. We were all for him. <laughs> That's awesome because I, I love that because it's it shows you like, for a kid that was drafted at 18 years old to be already, you know, loved and admired so much. And he had not even played a game in the National Hockey League is, is incredible. And ever since he got to the, to the NHL and playing for the Devils, I can speak for me personally that he has become a very big fan favorite. I remember when I think it was like the second interview he had ever done with the Devils. He had come up with the famous saying, I love to hockey, which was like, yeah. which was the classic, <laughs> like, he, he, his English is not great, but it's still like wonderful. And, you know, I love that because, and I love that when you see players from other countries trying to learn the English language. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. You, I'm American. I've known English my whole life, but I will tell you this right now. In many ways, it can be very difficult to understand because not only are you dealing with the regular English language, but you're also dealing with accents, um, different types of ways. I mean, here in New Jersey, we have a certain attitude that we speak um, as compared to people in California or Florida. I mean, we're, we're different. We're hardworking, you know, people, and we have a certain attitude about that. And I think Nico has kind of bought into that. I think he really loves playing in New Jersey. I think he enjoys being in the Devils. And as a result, he signed a seven-year extension last season, which is huge because now he's going to be here for a long time. And, you know, maybe he'll be the captain down the road. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen this year. I think we're going to go all alternate captains for this year, but you know, I think it's only a matter of time considering how everybody's been, you know, banging their fists on the table for Nico to become the captain of the New Jersey Devils. I mean, this is basically his team at this moment, but my next question to you is this. What was your first memory of Nico Hishier and why did you become so infatuated? Was it like with everyone else? It was just like because he was the number one overall pick and because of all the publicity he was getting, it just immediately clicked like that? Yeah. Um, first of all, <laughs> that might sound a little bit odd, but uh, my friend talked about him to me. And um, yeah, I felt really proud he was Swiss and not so far away from where I live uh, right now actually just really? an hour and a half wow. and it, like, I was really uh, close and uh, my first memory was actually when I bought uh, the first newspapers actually and 
at that moment I started to watch uh, games of the devils and uh, yeah that was really my first memory I think the newspaper <laughs> that sounds Great. so stupid no, <laughs> it is no, I mean, look, you know in, in the United States you know a lot of the information and news that we get comes from our phones and social media and all that it's completely different when, when you're talking about all you know all the newspapers and 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 stuff like I, I you know, I, I joke with saying I think I don't think I know anybody that reads a newspaper like a physical newspaper anymore, uh, especially in the United States. But that that is a really cool memory. And this is kind of like why I love hearing this stuff, because you just it's not every day that you get to hear really cool stories about, you know, how somebody became a fan of, of that of that player or that team. Um, and, and I think that's absolutely wonderful. And I love connecting with people from overseas. Um, because again, it gives people the perspective of saying, this is how much of an impact this player has in a completely different country. You know, we only focus on what this person does for our team and our state. But what we don't realize is how much of an impact he has, you know, in Europe. And at home. People... No, go ahead. Uh, at home, the yeah. impact he has at home, actually. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. And that's, that's really a cool thing. Yeah, absolutely. Now, there is another player that the Devils have that is Swiss-born, and I have very high expectations for because I really like this kid, even though he only played one game in the NHL, and that's Gilgis Sen. I believe I said yeah. it correctly. Gilgis yes. Sen. Yeah. Gilles Sen. Gilles? We don't say the S at the end. Oh, no S, so it's Gilles Sen. All right. Now, see, now I feel like I'm ahead of the game, so now I'm going to say it like that. <laughs> but he played in the – he played – for the AHL team, the Binghamton Devils last season. And he also got a chance to play a little bit of, of um, NHL gate action uh, this past year. He actually, at the time of this recording, which is about 12, 11 p.m. my time, you know, here in New Jersey, he's actually in a scrimmage at the moment uh, with the rest of the team. They're actually practicing at the moment, having one of their scrimmages. And he, um, you know, he's a kid that the, the Devils could really see as being a young you know, backup goaltender, or I guess part of a tandem with Mackenzie Blackwood. Um, you know, there aren't that many uh, well-known Swiss-born goaltenders that I'm aware of. I mean, I learned about the Swiss national team from watching Jonas Hiller. I remember 2014 Sochi, where he was arguably the best goaltender in the entire Olympics. Yeah, and, clearly. <laughs> and that was a really cool thing. And I also, you know, I have a, I've never been, to Europe in general. So I have okay. to go do that. I would love to actually travel to places like, you know, Switzerland and, and kind of learn about the culture in many ways. But going back to Sen, do you, like, do you have any memories of him? Do you also follow him as well? I mean, I know he's not on the Devils right now. He's not on the NHL team, but he's still a young player that could potentially in the future um, make the team. D did you know about him before? Or, you know, do you have any sort of... Uh, recollection of him um i heard about him um but not so much actually because uh he was he's still young actually but um i only heard when he started to play with the Derby's mm -hmm. last year mm -hmm. uh, and that is quite all but i'm really looking forward for his future yeah it's, yeah, it's, really, it's so cool that uh, a, a goalie, a Swiss goalie goes into NHL. <laughs> yeah, because like we were talking about, there, are, there aren't that many. And I feel like, and I, I don't know if I can speak for, you know, Swiss born, you know, goaltenders. Um, but I feel like everybody kind of sees like what Jonas Hiller 
did in his career in the NHL and says that that like that's kind of the bar that they set because they want to be like him. Um, I know that there are fans there are fans in in Switzerland um, that are big you know fans of different players that are not even from the you know from their country from other places. Um, one person in particular who had the pleasure of joining us a couple months back was uh, Kanya, who you know as for those of you that listened, uh, she was. Uh, she was on here. Uh, we interviewed her talking about her creativeness. I actually, I actually <laughs> in the mail just got her Christmas card, which I think you can kind of see here. A little oh, bit. so cool. Oh, she's going to be so happy. <laughs> so I got I to gotta shout her out. Um, I now know her address because it was put on here, which is kind of interesting, but it's very cool. And I found out from you, I found out from you that you are the equipment manager for Kanye's team and Kanye's a goaltender. So can you talk to us about, you know, your relationship with, with, with Kanye and like how you guys became friends and, and how things work, you know, for, for you guys and your team? Well, um, hockey, we met because of hockey. Uh, it was like, I think two years ago, um, we were just talking hockey on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was looking for um, to have a, a, a foot in the hockey world, you know, mm -hmm. um, because I'm working in a pet shop, so nothing to do with hockey. And I really wanted to, to have something to do with. Yeah. Um, and at that moment, she, she told me they were looking for an equipment, equipment um, manager. And I mm -hmm. was like, OK, let's try. And um, I made the whole last season with Denmark. And yeah, this year we won't play, so we 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 don't have a season actually. Right, right. So yeah, it's a shame. But and this is how we met, and we are still with friends, and we are seeing each other when there is no lockdown. <laughs> we are seeing each other as many times a year, and uh, yeah, she's 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 really a good friend. I I really love her. <laughs> that's that's wonderful. You know, she was. You know, it was the first time she'd ever been, you know, on a podcast or been interviewed. And she was very nervous from what she told me, but she did a phenomenal job. And if you haven't heard that episode as well, please go check that one out because she was phenomenal. And go check out her work as well for what she does yeah. for her artistry. She is absolutely phenomenal. She actually put out a book that has become very popular. Uh, the NHL has actually shouted her out and, and also the Devils as well for some of the artwork that she has made. And um, I actually got her to do like a mini Patrick Line thing that I'm gonna try to buy uh, soon. <laughs> I, I think that's awesome. But um, no, it's great. And I, I love that you told me that, you know, when we were messaging each other back and forth, I was like, oh, look at that. Everything kind of aligns. And so I think that's that's wonderful. That really is. And uh, Kanye, if you're listening, um, you know, we hope that you're doing well and we're definitely gonna have you back on, uh, especially when the season gets underway and we start actually having games to look forward to, which, ladies and gentlemen, we are about eight days, so we're almost a week away from the Devils' first game against the Boston Bruins. And I know Kanye will be excited because her favorite player, Tuka Rask, will probably <laughs> be starting in net for the Boston Bruins in that game. And hopefully for the Devils, Nico Heischer will be healthy and ready to go. Now, absolutely. Now, my next question to you is this. You posted earlier on your Instagram story today, um, just kind of a questionnaire for people to ask you some questions. And one of them was, 
did you ever have the chance to meet Nico Hishir? And back in 2019, you actually did meet Nico Hishir yeah. while he was at the what training with the Swiss team. Exactly. Yes. But uh, before the the yeah, it's July, I think July. Uh, two years ago now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah now it's uh, well, we're getting close to two years ago. But yeah, when, when everything yeah. was normal, <laughs> when we didn't yeah. have a pandemic going on. But exactly. Anyway, can you talk to us other than from what I saw from the fact that you know your uh, your your chart was pretty off the wall there? But can you talk to us about that experience a little bit? Yeah, it was really weird actually because um, he's living most of the year in the United States. So when he's here, um, he's really um, simple and humble. You know, he's not uh, showing off and. Uh, I was really excited to see him in real uh, and I didn't expect to leave the ice rink with a, a picture with him but yeah it was so special to see him on ice and to uh, see his skating and um, he, he's so kind uh, he's so calm and really soft you know it's, I know it's not really uh, masculine to say this but he's really uh, soft and calm yeah no, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I remember when Nico first came to the National Hockey League, he was a very, he was a very quiet kid, very workmanlike. I think he just wanted to focus on playing hockey. And I remember yeah. in the playoffs, his rookie year, when we played the Tampa Bay Lightning, he had gotten hit with a stick between his legs from Victor Hedman, which obviously I lost my, my freaking mind over. Uh, <laughs> it was one of those things where I was like, we all were scared because, you know, when he first came in the NHL, he wasn't very big and he's not very tall. He's a very skinny type of kid. And I think the yeah, knock on him going into the offseason was that he needed to get bigger, you know, muscle-wise. And I think he put on something like 15, 16 pounds over the offseason. And ever since then, he's gotten bigger and bigger and stronger. And I think that's great. And I think Jack Hughes took his advice because yeah, this offseason, he put up he 14, 15 pounds himself. Um, mm. now we call him Jack Hughes, which is even better. So and <laughs> it's crazy to think about people are very infatuated with what Jack Hughes can bring to the devils, his scoring ability and, and the speed that he has, you know, being an American kid. And then I always tell people, I said, you know, Nico's still on this team in case anybody didn't, we still also have Nico as another centerman. And I think that it's great that, um, you know, we have some of the talent that we, we have, and I've said this before that I think Nico Hishier can be very much like a Patrice Bergeron type of player, that he can win a Selkie trophy, that he can be a two-way forward. I think that he complements players very well. Uh, when he played with Taylor Hall, it was like that father-son thing. I still remember that. I still remember his rookie year, how much Nico Hishier and Taylor Hall, albeit they were playing on the first line together, but still they kind of bonded so well together and what I loved what I, and I appreciate what Taylor Hall did is that he really helped you know mature Nico into being that type of leader and being a better player and now that he's kind of I think it is safe to say that this is Nico's team for the you know for the foreseeable future that now he has that confidence he's played in the league for a couple of years now and I think that he has the potential to get better and better especially with a new head coach like we have this year. So my next question to you is this. We were also talking about, you know, messaging each other back and forth about some of the times you actually 
the other times you got to meet or see Nico Heischer play. One of them was in 2017 or 18 when the Devils flew over overseas. They had played a preseason game yeah. in Switzerland, in, in uh, excuse me, Sweden. And they then ended up playing their first game, or I think I might be screwing this up actually. I think it was a preseason game against in Switzerland, and then they played the two games in Sweden. Okay, now I got it. Now I got it right. So, and <laughs> the team that the Devils played was none other than Nico's former team in SC Bern. And I'm going to tell you this: I watched the game on MSG Network because that's where we were doing the game. Um, first of all, very weird to uh, have to get up pretty early in the morning to watch a hockey game, but that's okay. Wasn't really. Welcome to our life. <laughs> you know, that was the funny thing. It was just like, is, they were saying, oh, it's a six hour time difference. And I'm like, huh, I didn't even realize that. Like, I was like, yeah. that was kind of a funny thing. But we were watching the game and I remember Nico came on the ice and they let him skate. I think they let him skate around like a lap by himself. And I was blown away by the loudness of the crowd. And yeah. you also sent me a picture of Nico um, yes. after the game when they were shaking hands with the refs and everything. Can you talk to me about what it was like to be there and experience Nico coming home with the Devils and, and you know, the amount of you know, the, the reception that he got from the fans? Well, that was really crazy. Um, so for us, it was crazy to see an NHL team playing in Switzerland uh, and against uh, Davis again. It was really unreal. Uh, it was the very first time I think I saw him uh, since he was drafted, I think. And uh, I was really excited for sure. And uh, yeah, everyone waited for that moment when he came on the ice and it was Everybody started cry, uh, uh, shouting and singing, and uh, even the other uh, Devils players uh, were kind of blew, blown away. Yeah. By, yeah. It was it was a really big moment. Yeah. <laughs> and he was really emotional too. Nico was really emotional. I think what was really cool is that I've started to become more of a soccer fan over the last couple of years. I watch a bunch of, you know, games in the United States with Major League Soccer. I also watch games in Europe. Um, that was the atmosphere that I took away from watching that game with them singing and doing chants. And I said, this is definitely not what I'm accustomed to watching. Because if you yeah. watch National Hockey League games, we don't, not to be like disrespectful, we don't do that. We just watch the game. I know. That's it's crazy. When we are watching NHL um, uh, games, we are like, wow, they are so quiet. <laughs> in every in every games in Switzerland, it's like this. We are all singing, and yeah, it's it, for us, it's normal. And that's that's a that's a really cool experience. And I remember guys like Travis Zajac and some of the other players on the Devils were saying, yeah, this was a complete culture shock to like exactly come here and experience hockey in a different realm and. What I didn't realize was that SC Burn is a really, really good team. I mean, they really are. And that game ended up being 3-2 in overtime. Uh, Taylor Hall scored the game-winning goal in overtime for the Devils to win. And I remember the NHL Network was following the Devils uh, for their training camp, and they actually had cameras in the locker room um, during that mm -hmm. game. And I remember former head coach of the Devils, John Hines, it was, I think it was two to two in the third, or I think after the third period and they were going to overtime and he flipped out. Cause he was like, 
what are we doing? He was dropping, you know, he was dropping curse words left and right. I mean, it was just like, wow. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, this is impressive. And I've had the chance to watch actually two SC Burn games um, in my free time, which, you know, you know, time difference is always a little bit of a challenge, but that comes with the territory. And I remember seeing somewhere that I think a couple of other big NHL players actually have practiced with SC Byrne um, in the past. I believe, I want to say, I want to say Patrick Laine, who's from Finland, actually was training in Switzerland and practiced with the team. He didn't play in any game, but he practiced with them. I think the same thing with Miko Rantanen, who's also Finnish, uh, playing uh, for the Colorado Avalanche. Um, it seems like to me from the league that the that SC Byrne plays in, that they're one of the most popular teams um, in that league. Would I be fair to say that? Yes, no, it's true. Um, since two seasons, uh, a little bit less, but uh, I went to the final three years ago and Bern win, uh, won, actually. And uh, th yeah, it's, it's crazy. The ice rink is crazy too. It was one of the biggest in Switzerland, so it, it's a different atmosphere. And uh, you, you can definitely feel uh, there are a big team in the um, National League, yes. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing that I thought was interesting is that, you know, in the NHL, we don't have a lot of, except this year, we're, we're starting to actually have sponsors on the helmets and things like yeah. that. In other leagues, watching in Finland, in Russia, and also even in, in Switzerland, they have a lot of sponsors and stuff on yeah. their jerseys. And I was kind of thrown away by that. And I know a lot of North American fans will tell you that they don't like that. I think it's kind mm -hmm. of interesting because again, it's a completely different culture with the sport. And yeah. I really, I really like that, that that was really cool. Now, the biggest thing that I took away from the game between the Devils and SC Burn was this. After the game, I believe Nico was actually given one of the three stars of the game. I could be totally wrong about that, but he came up, he came back out on the ice by himself. And yeah. The whole crowd started doing like the like a like something like this while he's putting his stick up and down, you know, like that. And I'm like, this is incredible, like what I'm seeing. Like this is yeah. this looks like a fun place to see a hockey game in general. And I was like, I was telling him, I was talking to my friend who's a diehard soccer fan. I said, I think we gotta go and like see hockey in Europe. Cause I think you have gotta, I think they I think they do it differently over there I think they like they chant like they do at soccer games and he's like really and I go check this out and he goes it's like basically they're it's like they're watching a, a soccer team play and I'm like exactly like this is the same yeah. type of attitude and I I love that I thought it was wonderful for him and you know the NHL network followed him around uh Nico while he was kind of showing his hometown which is a very very small hometown from what I was, yeah, what I was yes. able to, and Switzerland is a beautiful country. It really is. The building, the yeah. architecture. Um, there's a lot more open space than I'm used to seeing. Um, you know, mm -hmm. I, live in, I live in central New Jersey and everything is crammed. We don't have a lot of open space. Um, yeah. And you can't really get that unless you go to the middle of the United States. But going, but seeing that, it was kind of like, it seems so peaceful to like live in that area. There's like not a lot going on and everybody kind of knows each other. Is that kind of like the whole, you know, thing in Switzerland where everybody just kind of knows everybody if you're in a specific town? Like, what is the, can you talk to us more about the culture that is, you know, in that country? 
Yes, um, it's really quiet and peaceful, uh, as you said. A lot of famous people come here to be uh, calm, actually, to be uh, in peace. And uh, uh, we are really known for this. And it is true. It is not just a myth. It is true. And uh, we have a lot of lakes, a lot of mountains. And uh, I'm living just three minutes from the city, for the big city, and okay. there is no sound. Really? Well, I guess yeah, there's the, no uh, sound. I guess it's really pandemic a little bit, I would imagine. <laughs> I would yeah, imagine. it's really so. It's really different. I think you you can compare. You just can't compare. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people that I've spoken to that are from the United States, a lot of my friends, you know, they will tell me that when they go to another country, it's like they're like in another world because they are exactly. so used to what we're used to that when they go somewhere else, they see, oh wait, there's another way to live. No, there's other mm -hmm. ways to experience it. And like I said, I have never been to Europe and I hope that in my lifetime, I get the chance to go because, you know, my ancestors are from, you know, Southern Italy. So I, you know, that's, okay. a, that's a big, that's a big um, place that I want to go to. One thing that I find really cool about Italy that I've told people before, and I'll mention to you guys listening to the podcast is that there actually is hockey played in Italy, but you have to go way up North to where the mountains are yeah, in order to do. find it. Because that's, <laughs> that's all they have. Because if yeah. you go anywhere else, it's just, you know, the only thing that they have really is, is, is soccer. That's really their, their main sport. And, you know, when I look at some of the other countries that play hockey, um, the UK, France, Germany, uh, Switzerland, Sweden, Finland, um, what I always love to find out the most is the culture and the style of hockey that these countries play. Because everybody plays the game differently. What I've taken away from Switzerland is that they may not always have the most talented, blown away players playing for their national team, but they, they play so well as a team in general. If they're in a low scoring competitive game, they're very tough to break off. And that's what I really took away from watching them in the Olympics. And that's why I'm excited for 2022 Winter Olympics, because I look at it and say, there's no way that Nico Heischer is not going to be on the national team. I mean, not only is he going to be that, he is going to be one of the main players on the national team. Um, Sen, I mean, there's a possibility. I don't know. I would like to think maybe he gets some more experience and they give him an opportunity. But, you know, what, what is your, I, I guess my question is this, what would be your, what is your expectation for the Swiss national team going into the 2022 Winter Olympics? I know we're, we're far away from that. <laughs> And I know a lot can change, but what would what would be your like expectations at the moment? At the moment, uh, I want them to beat uh, Sweden <laughs> because Sweden always win against us, and it's really frustrating for us because we know when when we have to to play against them, uh, we won't we we don't say we will lose for sure, but it will be a, a tough game, and uh, we. We all saying that we want them to beat Sweden. <laughs> I, I respect that completely. Being an American, we always want to beat Canada. And yeah, luckily, actually, yeah. Luckily for us, luckily for us, and I'm recording, like I said, I mentioned to you guys, I'm recording this on January 6th. Yesterday, Tuesday, January 5th, in the World Junior Championships, the gold medal game, the United States beat Canada two to nothing. So everybody in the hockey podcast network that is Canadian, you could take that. And that's all my <laughs> But no, it, I get, I, I, I grok with that 100% because when the United States, when we play Canada, we have that same feeling. It's like, look, 
nine times out of 10, they usually beat us and it's not fun. <laughs> but every now and then we're like, you know, maybe we could do it. And last night they did it. And I've never seen them do it in the Olympics, except with the women's team. We saw the national team win the gold medal the last time. So we got to see that. But the men's team, they always seem to fall short when playing against Canada. And, and that's fair. I mean, Canada is the top dog. Um, you know, they, they are the top dog. And then you got the Russias, the Finlands, the, the Swedes of the world, you know, all those good teams. Yeah. But I definitely get that whole rivalry, so to speak, <laughs> uh, if you want to call it that. But that's, yeah. you know, that just comes with the territory. That's, you know, when you're an American, you know, hockey fan or, or a Canadian hockey fan, a Russian hockey fan, you're always going to look to try to have a rival country. And, you know, that's just, that's just how it goes. Um, my next question to you is this. Are there any other players on the Devils that you know of that you're also a fan of that you enjoy watching? You know, are there any other players that really stand out to you? Uh, well, now I'm really happy that Crawford is here. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm a really, lot of people are, apparently. I know not everyone thinks like that, but uh, for this season, I, I can't wait to see him play with the Devils, actually. Um, and before that, I loved when we had uh, Taylor Hall, for sure. But uh, a, lot of, a, lot yeah. a lot of girls did. I can yeah. that. <laughs> not only because of that, but yeah, I, um, he has a good he had a, a good dynamic with Nico, and uh, yeah. But I can't wait to see Crawford. Yes, this year, uh, I'm also following the Chicago Blackhawks. So when uh, I knew, yes, I know. <laughs> oh, I mean, <laughs> I knew... Hey, hey, that's cool. I, I have nothing against the Blackhawks. Really <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm really happy he, he came in into uh, New Jersey, and I can't wait to see him playing this season. Yeah. You know, look, as long as you don't like the Rangers, we're good. Like, that's all. No, you, I don't. <laughs> there's, nothing good, there's nothing good to like about the Rangers. That's just me. Um, but no, that, that's wonderful. You know, I'm, you know, every year I have, like, players that I'm usually, like, very, very big fan of. You know, growing up, uh, Martin Brodeur was my idol. I mean, he's the one, he's the reason I played hockey. He's the reason I was a goalie in high school. I mean, he, he was, he was it. And when he retired, it was kind of like, all right, well, what am I going to do now? And yeah, I understand you know, that. Is, is Nico like my number one favorite player? I hate saying it, but he's not right now. It's oh, come on. <laughs> I know. It's a toss up between Jesper Brett, who I absolutely yeah. love. And I hope to God that we just sign him so he can come over to the United States. He's still over in Sweden at the moment mm -hmm. because he doesn't have a work visa, but that's okay. It'll come. And also Nikita Gusev. Um, who the Devils got in a trade, and I've already get, I gave him I gave him a nickname that nobody else can trademark but me, and I called him the Russian Rifle because I compare him to what Pavel Bure was when he came to Vancouver in the '90s. He's they called him the the Russian um, they called him Russian Rocket, and so I was like, well, I'm gonna play off that. Gusev is the Russian Rifle, and. Gusev's personality, you know, not knowing English very well and everything, reminds me a lot of Nico. So when he talks, I have this <laughs> smile on my face, not because like I'm laughing at him, but because his English is so simple. He um, he had a son uh, during quarantine. He, he actually, uh, he yeah. and his wife gave birth to a son. And I remember Matt Lautlin interviewed him a couple days ago during training camp. And he was just like, I have son now and it's all good. 
And I'm like, that's, that's so simple and so it's perfect. Simple, it's, clear. <laughs> it's simple and clear. And that's what I love it. And I love that the Devils have these international players because it brings a different dynamic. It brings a different, um, you know, type of atmosphere to the locker room. And we have a lot of personalities on the New Jersey Devils. I mean, the biggest mm-hmm. one by far is P.K. Subban. I don't think anybody yeah. can deny that he is the biggest personality that we have on the team. But, that, you know, we have guys like Nico, Jack Hughes, Jesper Brett, Gusev, I mean, Kyle Palmer. We have a lot of, we have a lot, we got Crawford now. And it was really interesting with Corey Crawford because if you had told me a year ago that he would end up being the backup for the Devils, I would have been like, don't you mean yeah. a starter? Because, no, because it just, it, it was crazy when the Blackhawks decided to just let him go. I was like, wow, yeah. they're really moving in a different direction. I was shocked, actually. Yeah, it was, but seeing him with the Devils and then hearing him talk, he seems like a very quiet individual, which there's nothing wrong with that. He's a very laid back guy, but I said, look, he's won two Stanley Cups. He's a veteran. He's very good. They can win games with him in net as well as Mackenzie Blackwood. So that's what's really exciting. And I always find it interesting. You are not the first person that likes the Devils and the Blackhawks. I don't know what that connection is. Oh, the colors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder, you know, I know a couple people that are like, oh, I like the Devils and I like the Blackhawks. And I'm like, what is the connection here that I'm missing? Like, I know that the Devils made the playoffs for the first time in their history in the 80s when they beat the Blackhawks in overtime. So maybe that was the connection from like way back when, but I don't, you know, you got me. But um, no, that that's really um, a tremendous thing. And my last question to you, Virginia, is this, and again, thank you so much for coming on and doing this today. It's simply this. What is your expectation for Nico Heischer and the New Jersey Devils in this very shortened 56 game season this year? Uh, Playoffs. (laughs) There we go, got one. Simple and clear. (laughs) Do you you think that Nico Heischer could be a MVP finalist this season? Uh, I'd like to say yes. <laughs> hey, there we go. We like the optimism, you know. I, yes. <laughs> I've, I've said before to people when I broadcast, because, you know, I broadcast hockey games for a local hockey team by me. Um, I've said before, and I'll say it again. Hockey is a magical, unpredictable sport. You never know mm-hmm. what can happen every single game that you exactly. watch. So for mm-hmm. all we know, the Devils could get off to a really good start and really, you know, run the show in in the NHL this year. It, is it likely? Uh, probably not. But still, <laughs> a young team. This is a this is going to be a fun year. Um, I think for a guy like Nico Gishier, he's going to take on a more leadership role. He's going to be one of the veterans now, basically, of still one of the youngest teams in the NHL. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'd like to think that a lot of people in Switzerland will be trying to tune in to some of the games. Hopefully, if we have a couple one o'clock games, it won't be too late for you guys to. Yeah, I hope too. Because <laughs> I know, I know it'll be very late in the in the or very early in the morning when. when yeah, it's like at two in the morning, so it's really early when you have to work. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I was living there right now. I don't know how I would. I would be frustrated all the time with like, oh, there's a game, but yeah, it's at two o'clock in the morning and I'm going to be, I can't, I can't stay up. Like I would be, I would be heartbroken all the time, but. Yeah, we are. We really are. actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but still it, it, it's, it's going to be a fun year. I would tell people, I've told people to just don't, you know, don't get too frustrated. Don't sweat the small stuff. 
This is a young team with a new coaching staff, a bunch of new players, and there's going to be no fans for, I would probably guess, probably the whole season. We don't really know how things are going to improve mm-hmm. here in the United States. But let's just watch these games. Let's enjoy this team, and let's just go from there because we have a lot of young, talented players in the system that are coming along, and we're going to become a very good team very, very soon. But, Virginia, before I let you go, because I do this with all of my guests, please tell the folks at home listening to this episode where they can find you on social media and stay up to date with all things Nico Hishier. On my Instagram, um, under Hishier Nation. And uh, that is pretty all. (laughs) Well, that's great. No, again, it's uh, Hishier Nation. So I'm, I'm hoping that everybody listening knows how to spell his last name. I'm really hoping that. I know it's it's interesting, but it's Hishier Nation. Um, also, shout out, by the way, I think it was like, what, two days ago? It was his birthday or yesterday? Yes. Or was it two days ago? It was Nico's birthday. What is he now? 22? 22, yes. 22. He's only a year younger than I am. And that goes um. to you how old I'm getting. But nonetheless, <laughs> Virginia, it was a pleasure to have you on today. Thank you so very much for coming on. And we will definitely have you on again when Nico Fischer <laughs> wins the Hart Trophy this season. From <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for coming on today. And thank you for having me. It was really fun. Of course, of course. <laughs> you, you, you know, continue to continue to stay safe uh, during this time. And uh, thank yes, you. Yes, you too. Yeah. What's going on, Devils fans? It's your host, Neil Villapiano. Thank you so much for checking out this edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network, the best place to get the most up-to-date news about your New Jersey Devils. If you want to check out more of the podcast, here's what you do. You go wherever you listen to podcasts, so that could be Spotify, that could be iTunes, that could be Google Podcasts, you know, where, wherever you listen to podcasts, you go and you search Devil's State of Mind and you will find the new episodes that we post every week on both Mondays and Thursdays. Please also go check out the Hockey Podcast Network as a whole. We have podcasts for all the teams in the NHL as well as other great hockey podcasts. So just like with Devil's State of Mind, just search Hockey Podcast Network and you can see all of the podcasts that we have on this great network. You can follow the Devil's State of Mind on social media. You can follow us on Twitter at Devil State, and you can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Devil's State of Mind. Make sure to also follow the Hockey Podcast Network on all social media platforms. Just search at H-O-C-K-E-Y, Hockey, P-O-D, Pod, N-E-T, Net. If you want to listen to more of my voice, go like and subscribe to the Mofobo Network Sports Podcast, where I talk about all things going on in the wide world of sports. New episodes go out every Monday and Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, go like and subscribe to the Mofobo Network Sports Presents channel on YouTube, where just like the podcast, I talk about different topics that are going on in the world of sports as well. New videos go out every single Tuesday on YouTube. So it's spelled M-O-F-O-B-O Network Presents, and you will find it. Again, new videos out every Tuesday. You can stay up to date with all the new episodes and videos by following me on my personal Twitter at T-H-E-N-V-P-S-H-O-W. 
my personal Instagram at NVPQB11, and also Mofobo Network on Facebook. And last, but certainly not least, go check out both my books on Amazon and Barnes and Noble right now. The first is JETS Pain, 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 The Agony and the Ecstasy, Nah, No Ecstasy of Being a Jets Fan. This book is about all the pain and suffering of being a New York Jets fan. So from all the painful moves, painful games, painful player decisions, painful ownership decisions, you know, where, you know anything you could think of, it's in this book. So this is really for the Jets fan. So if you're a Jets fan, a football fan, if you know someone of those, or if you just want to support me, go check out that book. The other book that I just published recently is titled Meet the Mets Mess the R-E-G-R-E-T-S of New York Town. This one is all about the regrets of being a Mets fan. And even through world championships in 1969 and 1986, there was so much regret between those years, between those years, as well as the years following 1986. Both of these books are available for both hardcover and ebook for the price of 1969. So if you're a Jets fan or a Mets fan, or by some chance you're both, you probably guessed why I chose that price. So again, please go check out both of those books. The first one, J-E-T-S, Pain, 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 The Pain and Suffering of Being a New York Jets Fan, and also Meet the Mets Mess, the R-E-G-R-E-T-S of New York Town. So once again, thank you guys so much for checking out this edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast. My name is Neil Villapiano, and we will see you in the next episode. Everyone continue to be the amazing people that you are, you know, every single day. You know, always remember to just be yourself and continue to kick absolute butt. And one last thing, rock on. Woo!